It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 35. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, we have some recent interviews from Yoshi P. There's a new developer's blog, lots of developers tracker, and we'll go in depth into changes to the diadem and what Yoshi P has to say about it. But first, let's shoot the shit. What has been going on this week? Ruby, I'm going to start with you. What have you been doing this week? Hello. Uh, It was a good week. I had a fun week. I actually played a lot this week, and I felt good about it. So did a lot of Void Arc early on. I really wanted to work on my summoner. By taking it into the diadem, I have really felt good about my summoning. So it's like, well, I want to get some more pieces. I really want to level it up. Not that I'm doing a whole lot with it, but I really want to put more... um, more eye levels on it. So uh, I've been trying to go into the Void Arc and get stuff, and I got so frustrated. I think I went like eight times, didn't get a piece. I was just like, I'm kind of done with this. I really don't want to come back here this week and get burnt out on it. So in the last run, a healer body dropped, and I just went ahead and took it. And at first, I kind of regretted it because I don't need it on White Mage. But my Astrologian really benefited from it because I wanted to put spell speed on Astrologian. I just been feeling that Astrologian is really slow for some reason for me. And I guess it's because I'm juggling healing the cards and DPSing. And so that added little bit of something makes it kind of slow on the uptake when you switch back to healing, at least for me. So I added the spell speed and whoa, I'm digging it. Like I went to the I went to the dummy and I not parsed <clears throat> um, and like was awesome. I was like, wow, this is really good. Of course, my MP suffered greatly, so I need to get a little more piety on it. And it's not my main, but it's something fun I think I can take into content that I've already beaten and I know I can beat on White Mage handily just so i can see how much faster i can do like i might want to take it to like a turn nine or something i think it might be fun to try that so we'll see how that goes um white mage i took to i i203 i upgraded another ring and then um really for white mage i wanted to work on glamour a lot so i don't what what night was it that we ran t6 through eight well, what we we did that for, uh, with some people recently, and like Friday night. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I I don't remember either, but it was when were my drunk tweets at two a.m. Whatever night that was, listeners, go go look up Yelta's drunk tweets at two a.m. from the previous week, and that's when we did this. We had a blast. That was a lot of fun. Um, I don't remember. I think there was somebody. Uh, Moonlit was needing some clears, and then like uh. I think we took, we went, did we go into T9 just briefly to kind of goof around in there? I think that night. Yeah, we were in there for a little while. Okay, yeah. So we had fun doing that. And then we went back, um, Zante and I and uh, some others did turn nine. Oh my God, what a lot of fun. I mean, when you really have uh, people who know the fight backward and forward and can really push the DPS in it, we were beating it before the first dive bomb. On several occasions, if you have all DPS and one heal, one tank, you can definitely get, you can have it beat before the first dive bomb, which helps a whole lot. Shit. So you don't have to mark dive bombs. It's it's really great, you know. Uh, so we had a blast doing it. Forever in a day, I've been trying to get two items out of turn nine, which is the the cane, which is the bright red cane, which I need in my life. And then the uh, glowing red earrings, the high elegant caster earrings. Because all those accessories you can um, equip, you know, across 
job since they're not job restricted. So you can use those for glamour, and I've been wanting that red, those red glamour earrings forever. Well, they dropped. They dropped twice. I, we ran for like four hours of that turn nine. Wow. I, I shit you not. Three, I think three axes dropped, two Dark Knight swords, three ninja weapons, monk's claws, um, a black mage staff. Um, God, everything but a paladin weapon, and of course the white mage cane. The cane that you wanted. Right. Of course, of course the cane wouldn't drop. I don't think a summoner book dropped either. I would have got it. Scholar book did. Astrologian dropped first. Yeah, it was, there was just a lot of good stuff that was coming out, except the things I wanted. Two fending bodies, those beautiful fending bodies. Those are cool. Oh, so but at least I got the red earrings out of it. So that, that part was fun. I think we're going to try to go again next week, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Oh, and then I got all the other... High elegant accessories that glow because you know glamour is the true end game. So the red, the blue, and the yellow ones. I got all those. Um, I'm up to 97 triple triad cards as of this week. So I've been trying to really work on that. And um, you know, other, other than that, I've been playing a lot, and I'm I I'm so thankful that we've got some more content to play. But I'm really maybe it's the holidays, maybe it's the content. But I'm really starting to see people fade off, and I, I can't stand it. It's killing me right now. I don't know what the community's feeling. I've been reading some posts, mainly about like how savages and stuff on Reddit and things, and I'm really starting to see maybe community-wide, uh, uh, 14-wide, there's people that are just like, I need a break from all aspects, whether it's the game as a whole or from levels of content. And it could be the holidays. It's that time of the year that people are like, well, I got family stuff and... You know, I got things I need to do and I need to reset and I need to think about the new year and stuff. So I get that. I just hate that people are feeling that way right now, especially three weeks after a patch. That's just my that's just my heart out there. But I just that just sucks to me. Otherwise, life is great. Hi, Kariri. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, those people you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) I know. I have a tear. I I, I just no. I, I. I wasn't even burnt out on the game. It was just, you know, my hubby and son and, you know, Thanksgiving and cooking and hanging out with the family and playing board games. And, you know, by the time we were done doing stuff as a family, it was just like, you know, I think I'll just take the week off. And that's what I did. I uh, last time I logged in was last Monday night after we podcasted. Um, I went online and I stabled my chocobo and I sent all the chocobos off. And I bought my scratch-off tickets and um, played a couple games of um, Verminion. And this, I, and I haven't logged on since. I'm, I'll probably log on for a little bit when we're done here and get back on it tomorrow. But yeah, I had a nice, long, refreshing break. And um, I was... I've been keeping up with stuff on the Lodestone. I've been reading all the posts there. I've been reading up on Twitter. Everybody's, you know... Just the discussions of the week and Reddit and, you know, doing all of that. But um, the game itself, I just kind of, I haven't even touched my computer in a week. I mean, it's been just total break from, from gaming, video gaming. And, and I think it was needed because now I'm just in a good place again. And, you know, I had, I had a fun time. And that's the thing with me is it, it was just about the holidays. I think it was about spending time with my family and, and it wasn't necessarily anything against the game or that it I'm was soda dungeon. Just admit out. it. Oh, it's totally soda dungeon. That's not <laughs> even a thing. Oh my god. 
I am a soda dungeon crack whore. But yeah, no, it was it was it was well needed. I am rested and happy to go again and feeling a lot less negative about some things too. So I I I, I think it'll be fun to get back into it this week and get another piece of equipment and go run around in void arc and do my dungeons and it'll be good it'll be good um what did you get up to yelta i didn't take a break except for when i was at your house (laughs) (laughs) and of course when i was at your house that's when they were doing the the turn nine farm and i'm like but that's okay that's okay no it really did sound like fun though (laughs) and seeing everybody tweet about it and stuff it was like oh damn that that sounded like a really good time Oh, yeah, and of course, this Saturday, people want to go again, and it's like, oh, that's my holiday party. I could I could not go to my holiday party. <laughs> <laughs> For turn nine farm. Forget work. We've Forget worked behind. We've work. worked behind. Um, I did, uh, Ulf and I are, of course, leveling my astrologian and his dark knight. We both got to 50. So, yay, us. That was really exciting. I'm I'm so surprised how really it's pretty easy to level up, and we've been leveling up pretty much together. It seemed like the Dark Knight quest at 50 was more difficult than the Astrologian one, or he struggled a little more than me. I think I crafted a whole bunch of level 50 gear and had some, or not crafted. I went and bought Poetics gear and I had some or whatever, so I think I was better geared than him. But uh, I did that, so 10 more levels, guys. Awesome. Um, nice. <laughs> I worked on uh, completing, you know, I got all my... Uh, crafting classes to 60. Well, I hadn't done like the 58 or 60 quests on pretty much any of them. So I spent a lot of time gathering high quality mats and crafting up stuff. And I had to, you know, I had to actually made myself some crafting accessories. I had pretty nice stuff from 2.0. So, uh, or 2.5, whatever. So, uh, but I actually, I might have to dig into my, I'm trying to decide, do I dig into my material reserves or do I do just kind of hope for the best? But the way this game, nothing stays best in slot very long. I'm kind of scared to dig into my material reserves and go crazy. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I also, one one night I decided I, I was, it was Thanksgiving actually. I think they were playing like, all of the mummy movies and the Scorpion King. So uh, I put my laptop on my nightstand while I'm watching the movies, pulled out the controller, and I was working on the gathering achievements, the uh, botanist life for me. Do you know what those are like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you have to, like, get, you know, the last one's, like, harvest 4,000 items from, you know, the Black Shroud level. Yep. You know, whatever ones. I've got the botanist ones. I've got that done for Linusia and the Black Shroud. I still have to go back and do Thanalan. And I don't know why. Wow. I just felt like I it. mean, seriously. Do you, wow. do you know how many Rollinberries that is? Because <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I finally am like, I, I could sell this stuff, Black Scorpions. I, you know, I sold some, but then I finally like, I'm just going to NPC these things because whatever. So I, I might continue on that. That was kind of fun. I do want to finish my crafting quest, so I've got like three of the level 60 ones left. So I felt pretty accomplished. And I, I was telling Kariri on Saturday that uh, it's kind of too bad that right now the most fun I had all week was running Coil with Ruby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of sad that that was just a blast, you know? <laughs> and, you know, everything else I did that all week was kind of mess. so... 
it makes me a little sad. And I and I agree with you. First of all, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. And I know there are some people playing uh, Fallout. There are people playing other games. And some people just need a break. But I see people this week stepping back from the game and they logged in to 1.0 five days a week. Yep. Yeah. Same those are stuff. the kind of, all of a sudden, those are the people who are like, you know, I've had enough of this. I'm out. Yeah, that's, that's sad. I'm I'm a little bit confused, and I don't know why I shouldn't feel bad about it, but I'm like, man, but I've played with you since, or, you know, seen you around on servers since 1.0. A couple of them are people I knew from, you know, 11, and it's like, oh, that's yeah, a little scary. I, I personally haven't, I've taken one break from this game, and that was in 1.0 prior to the job jobs being added to the game. And that was the only time I felt that this game was just not worth playing. But people that were at that time were playing are saying, I need to step back because we've been waiting for the Great White Hope and we're getting apology after apology. I'm getting a little tired of the apologies. Yeah. And I think we talked last week about how the diadem is, is kind of fun, but at the same time, it's kind of gross. You know, kind of at the same time. Sure. You know, yeah. it's kind of that's the mindless. The things... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say that's one of the things I saw on Reddit quite a bit was, you know, a lot of people are defending the diadem and saying, but we have such a great time in there because we're all in voice chat together. And, and they're like, yes, but if the only reason you like it is that you're all in voice chat, that doesn't say much for the content itself. If that's your only defense of why it's awesome. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, you know, that is my favorite part of Diadem is that we're all out there playing together again. Well, it's kind of like that you get one part of the equation, right? Like, let us all join up together and do some content. Okay, sure. Yes. Let's get us all together. And then, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll have lots to say about the Diadem. <laughs> well, and I and I think people are kind of fed up. I was in the 1.0 beta and everybody's like oh wait till release and then release they're like oh well wait till the first patch and at the first patch they're like oh wait till whatever and then they're like they announced 2.0 and we're like oh well wait till 2.0 and 2.0 came out and we're like well wait till the first major patch and and then they're like well wait till the expansion and then oh well it's okay but wait wait till the first major patch of the expansion <laughs> It's Lucy and the football, the Final Fantasy version. Lucy and the football, yeah. All right, well, I think we've shot our shit. <laughs> you can shoot your shit. <laughs> you can shoot the shit with us on our website. Go to gtffxiv.com and let us know what has been going on in your week and uh, what you've been up to and anything you want to talk about. So, all right, it's time for the first round, which is, of course, the news Guys, we got so much news. Oh, yeah? Tell it's us. overwhelming. Insert the cricket sounds. There has been no news in the last seven days on the Lodestone. There's been none since the 14th of November, Ooh. and it is now the 30th. So thank you, whoever typed the dates in, because I did not do the research. <laughs> I felt, but I, but, I, but I felt, I'm like, man, it feels like it's been forever, right? Yeah, I mean, they, there's been stuff, but not like news stuff. I mean, we got interviews, we got some other things, but it's like there's nothing that's been on the lodestone. Yeah, that's kind of a kind of a dry spell, which I guess we all should be neck deep in 3.1, not caring about the news, right? I don't know. 
Insert more criteria. criteria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the Maiden's Rhapsody is still going on. That's the Final Fantasy Eleven crossover event, and that's until the end of December. So you've got a month. Uh, I guess I'll probably go do it on my uh, alt characters, but it, it goes pretty fast. So, but the I think we talked about it last week. The armor is kind of kick-ass looking. So armor's great. Yeah, and I and I know people have already asked, can we please have it dyeable? And I fully support that. I also saw a couple of threads going, can we please have more in this fashion? We we like the Final Fantasy XI look of some of the armor, and and you could carry it on over here, and we'd enjoy that. And I'd be behind some of that, because there are some beautiful sets from that game. And I'd love to see them with, you know, better art, I suppose, you know, more updated. Well, like, like there were some pieces in Eleven I loved. I loved my, was it the Nobles tunic, that blue and white yeah. tunic? You know, there's there's so many, there was a thread, it might have been on the official forum, where it's like people showing screenshots of this and that and the other thing. And, uh, of course, you'd have a troll every third post going, if you liked 11 so much, go back to 11. And it's like, yeah. that's not the point. The point is, this gear from 11 would really fit the aesthetics of 14. And I don't see any reason. This is a fan service game. 14 is a fan service game. And, and Yoshi P has been very, very up front with that it is a fan service game this is why we have crossover events and there's nothing wrong for asking for something that you liked in another game the answer could be no but i don't see any problem saying hey this is kind of cool can we have something like this me either i like it <laughs> all right there were two recent yoshi p interviews the first one was a game watch interview and I'm going to have to go and remember what this was about. There was just a few bullet points, I think. Uh, the majority was about the Korean version, right? Yes, I believe that is correct. And I don't know anything about the Korean version. But uh, they talked about the Diadem, Lords of Dominion, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they we've already, we already knew this, but uh, 3.15 is going to be released in December. And I think I saw even a quote that said before Christmas. Yes, I saw that as well. Uh, they talked a little bit about the beginner's hall. It will contain challenges for care for players to beat. So instead of having just a dummy with a parser, they use the word parser, uh, DPS jobs will have to defeat an enemy. The idea is that it's in the form of challenges that will encourage casual players who really don't care about the numbers to try them out and get better. And he wants there to be training for healers and tanks as well. Part of me, this is my personal insertion. Why didn't the class and job quests do this? Mm. Like, that, that really bothers me. But however, I do like the idea of a trainer's hall, a beginner's hall. So I like this next point with the, um, somebody had made a Faust sensei. So <laughs> Faust, of course, from, uh, Alexander Floor 1, the mini-boss. And, of course, in Savage, he's a huge DPS check when you go in. I mean, it took us forever to get past the dude. And what they showed was a player made made an image of, of using Faust as the training dummy, quote-unquote. <laughs> but then at the end, he comes up and he lists all the players' names and tells them, gives them a ranking of what DPS, so it tells you what your DPS number is, it gives you a ranking, and then it tells you, like Faust himself goes, you should be hitting this if you wish to clear this content, which is a really cool idea, and it's like, it puts it in big cartoon letters, like, hey, you suck, 
you should change your rotation. Oh, I don't know that that's I don't, people can handle that. I don't know. You see a big that fat corner. F next to your because you're doing 10 percent of the DPS or something that you should be doing. You know, maybe people need a rude awakening for some stuff, though. You know, we we play this game where everybody needs to be sweet and be nice about it. But really, the world is a cruel, harsh place. And if you want to beat things like Savage, you've got to put up the numbers. And we can go both ways on the Savage. We need mid-core content and this, that, and the other. People shouldn't be locked out of story, whatever. But there's really no excuse if you get a tool that tells you, hey, you should attempt to do this for your rotation or you should do this, that you wouldn't use it. I mean, if we had a tool like this and we said, okay, guys, we're having a little bit of issue on this fight. Can we run our numbers to see just what we're pushing on this thing? We could kind of see what's going on and maybe we could help that player with their rotation or something. But I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Everybody's so damn sensitive. Oh, my God. If you read the thread, absolute frustration at not being able to see my own DPS, it and this is from a PS4 player, because us PC players, we may or may not run some sort sure. of numbers thing. That the first person in the in the thread is like, you know, it'd be nice to see my own numbers so I can test some things and try some things. And all the other, you know, half the other posts are like, but someone will be mean to you will be mean to you if if your numbers aren't high. Okay, well, let's not do anything at all. I, I'm afraid somebody might be mean if I leave my house, so I'm going to sit in, inside all day. It's not, it's not a safe space. So uh, so they talked about that, and uh, but Yoshi P says he wants to use Fasensei somewhere else, which, okay. <laughs> that would, I don't know what that means, but that sounds interesting. Uh, Yoshi P does promise that patch 3.2 will not have the delay that 3.1 did, and it will be released in the same kind of time frame as 2. whatever patches, so three, three and a half months. So that's good to know because that was that was a long time between 3.0 and 3.1. Too that long. Was too long. Uh, there were some other points. There are big plot developments, and I got excited here because I thought they were going to say housing. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> No. Uh, big plot developments planned for the Void Arc story. So the casual 24-man raid will have a better story than Alexander, apparently. Which, although I am enjoying the story, so I'll take Void Arc story. That's good. And they said the 24-man raids will never see any significant difficulty increases, which made me a little sad, but okay. They're supposed to be accessible to everyone, I guess. Sure. And also, the four-man dungeons won't increase in difficulty because they're designed for people who don't have much time to play. So, like, the first time you clear it, they expect it you to take 35 to 40 minutes, including, like, one wipe. And after you know the mechanics, it'll take 20 minutes. And after overgearing it, it'll take 16. However, if there's a lot of demand, they will create separate four-man raids. I, my problem is I don't really want more four-man content. Yeah, not not really. I mean, I like some four-man content. It's fine, um, but maybe with a higher difficulty than what we're getting. Like we said, when we went into Arboretum and Ferrocerus Hard, you you didn't really even have to try the first time you went in there. I mean, if you were I-90 or better, which I would guess most people would be by the time they got to that, uh, by, the time, by the time it came out, there's not really much difficulty. And I get that you can't make them super difficult because everybody should have a chance at it. But 
Uh, I don't know. I did like the idea of when he was saying, like, we should have a, a healer dungeon, a super hard healer dungeon. I mean, we talked about that briefly last week, and I would like to see some stuff like that, but I almost would rather them just, you know what, if you're going to poo-poo out some four-man dungeons for story or whatever for SOs, that's fine. Let's put our resources into other things. Let's make a let's make some 24-man raids that are different than the Void Arc slash Crystal Tower and do make them different. Or maybe some eight-man harder raid content, like an eight-man long raid or something. Just, you use the resources a little differently. Don't waste our time with a bunch of four-man content. I would so love something between the difficulty of Void Arc and Savage. You know, something where you like... Yeah, there's like a whole level. I'm going to take... We take the left path of the right path, and there's a boss, and, the, you know, you try to get to the last thing, depending on the path you take. You know, what what was that we were talking about that last week, maybe? Or oh, yeah, another, some randomization. It was... Um, well, yeah, but with complexity. the 11s, um, was it Scavenge? I think oh. I was talking with Zante about that. Oh, salvage. 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 Yeah. That what was the other? Yeah, the, you had to make choices with that, and then there was the, what's the other one that had all the different floors? Nizel. I can't think of it right now. Nizel, something like that would be, and would fit this game, I would think. So. Yeah. There was another interview. It's a Famitsu interview, and there was a quick and dirty translation done on Reddit, and they talked about three point one is coming between mid and the end of December before Christmas. We're gonna get an anim, animal weapon. A new story arc, and it's a minor update, so don't look for a live letter. They're uh, considering adding the esoteric weapon upgrade to the Void Arc NPC after they observe what the Thoradin extreme clear rate is like. And then it's up to how fast and how many Thoradin weapons are gained by players. So I want to know if there's too many weapons or too... I'm assuming if there's too few weapons, they'll put the token in. What do you guys think? Uh, maybe so, but from what I'm hearing about Thoradin, which we haven't attempted as a group... But at this point now, seven warriors and an astrologian are beating it. I I don't know. I feel like this is some pretty easily beatable content if you know how to run through tethers or stand on the outside or stand on this spot. So I, I fully expect to see more weapons. Yeah, it didn't sound like there, it's a DPS check of any sort. It sounds like it's more mechanic-based than damage-based. So once you learn the phases, it sounds like anybody could do it. They said, they said, honest, if you're being honest about this, you know, seven paladins and a healer could do this too, or seven dark knights and a healer could do this too, it, because it is so mechanic-based and not difficulty-based. Now, that being said, my, my caveat is I haven't run this, so I have no idea if it's true, you know? So, so but that's what a lot of people are saying on the forums and stuff, so. I, yeah, I, I, um, I'm wondering how many people are actually clearing Thornton, though, at this point. Well, everything on Excalibur, if you go on a weekday and look at the party finder, everything at this point is clear party, farm party. If you're looking for a learning party, you're looking at um, 11 p.m. on Sunday night or something. Like some really, really hard hours to try to get into a learning party. That's my, my experience so far. So a, a lot of people, at least on Excalibur, seem to be clearing slash farming it at this point. Or what I'm seeing on the Party Finder, at least. Yeah, I'm seeing more farm parties or more uh, learning parties, but learning, and they're at the like the last phase or whatever. Learning, but but no bonus and must have cleared. <laughs> you know, something dumb yeah. like that. Yeah, I've seen a couple of selling parties too, but I don't know if anybody's actually buying it. 
I wouldn't buy Thoradin. I wouldn't I, it seems <laughs> dumb to me to buy primals. I mean, back in the day when Titan EX and stuff and everything seemed like it was such a, a high bar to hit. But now I don't think I would ever buy a primal. And I don't – the way gear upgrades come, I just don't know if it's worth buying any content unless you're trying to be – server first ish or something or just your pride won't let you sleep at night until you've cleared everything but you had to pay gill for i i don't know it's that's a weird subject for me all right and they also talked about the diadem and they know that we're sending them lots and lots of feedback uh, one of them is where gatherers shouldn't be able to greet on gear they don't participate in so if you're doing the diadem you know you know seven out of eight of your party could be over there killing monsters and you might be off on your own doing botany, but you can still loot on the gear that's dropping that they do, even though they don't get to drop, you know, they don't get to loot on the stuff you're gathering. So they're they're going to have a, they don't have the right to blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Oh, they want, the bottom line is they want people to set up their parties and commu- communicate the, you know, the point of the party, you know, and I've joined many parties that are just a just a gathering party. And I've joined others that say right in there, you know, need these, greed these, no farming, no objectives. So they, they want, they really want this to be a group activity. And I think they're really trying to get us to do it as a free company. I really don't feel like they even really want us pugging this shit too much. So, so they want people to communicate, but they are considering changing the drop rate of gear because multiple groups working together and killing mobs way too fast and gaining more loot than they expected. Well, they've already adjusted something, but we'll get to that. Uh, they talked about Thoradin Extreme again with the difficulty between Alexander Savage and Normal Mode. However, Thoradin Extreme is set to a special difficulty, so players have goals in 3.1. So they're not, they're not expecting to make the next Extreme Primal as difficult as Thoradin. And we just got through two minutes ago saying the <laughs> stuff was beaten by seven warriors. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> oh. oh, and then they talked about Hereshaphon. And I, I knew this, but uh, a lot of people didn't really realize that he is a whole different character in 2.0. And he's an entirely different character in other light and Japanese. Do you guys remember the new, the horse New Year quests? Briefly. That was him being weird in the horse helmet. Seriously? Ah. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, so... And there's a couple screenshots I had where I didn't understand why my character was reacting that way. And apparently he's he's got a thing for adventurers uh, but it comes across very kind of creepy in english so there's a, a player actually in the na forum posted a video of the japanese in english and and actually was it today or yesterday there's a big long post about i'm sorry we handled it wrong by one yeah. of the uh, yeah so we'll, we'll get to that but Hiroshifan is a little bit different to us uh, north american players than to the japanese all right. Any more comments on any of those interviews? I'm saving it. Saving it. <laughs> All right. What's on tap? Developers blog and tracker. We have a dev blog. Get your group pose on. Ooh. Ooh. They talk about uh, there's a handy new feature in 3.1 about group poses. God so, damn. Uh, Do they have to keep putting the afro in our face? I swear I, they are pushing so this afro. 
like yeah. it's like, man, this is the new drug, kids. Try Afro. You'll like it. <laughs> like, I, you know, you start 3.1 and they you put us the Afro and then it's like you, the first quest have some dude with an Afro in it. And now they're just shoving this Afro in her face. I don't want your Afro, Yoshida. Keep your Afro. That's all right. I just don't like the way it looks on me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so Kriri and I know for sure. I know Ruby, too. We try to do poses. And you can't time them, right, because mm. of lag. But uh, you can now activate. Everybody in the group looks like they're doing the same thing at the same start. If you do G pose or group pose. Yep. And you can bind it to a key, which I didn't bother doing. And you can cancel it by pushing A or X or the escape key. So all the parties involved, player, character, party members, alliance members, chocobos, minions, they'll all face the camera and repeat the last general or expression emote used. And then they also add the depth of field, which kind of looks really awesome. I need to grab Kariri, but she wasn't on this week, and do some G-pose stuff because it, it's, it's like the iCam. It gives you that depth of field cool look. So there's an example you can see what it looks like there. And they say fabulous. Fabulous. Look, it's like the Orbitz commercial. It's like... Yeah, he's not smiling this. enough. Fabulous. It's supposed to have the little fabulous. sparkle. They need the sparkle there. They need the sparkle. So until now, it's been tricky to take well-timed screenshots, and this should f- help you out. So they, they give you... Apparently, we needed a walkthrough. A oh, five, wow. A, fi- a five-point walkthrough. Go read the blog. I'm not going to read them. But, uh, yeah, you can make everybody pose at the same time. Makes for some cool screenshots. I personally so. think it's better than I, I – like, I like iCam when you're just sitting around and you, you're hoping for a good shot. It's actually kind of neat in the field or if you go to a hamlet or something and you can – it'll focus on an NPC. I have a really cool screenshot of one of the Gridanian officers with his hands behind his back and the camera angle is from his back. So you see him st- – just his back with his hands crossed behind his back looking forward and the depth of field is in front of him. So it's really sweet looking. It reminds me almost like the opening of Final Fantasy VIII, like if I made it black and white. I don't know, something, something really cool about it. <laughs> but um, I find G-Pose is better for taking my own screenshots because it'll focus on me. I'll look at the camera. The background behind me is uh, got the depth of field. It's just a really cool way to take screenshots. It's a pretty cool pretty cool addition and you know i was kind of waiting for them to put that remember the countdown timer in 1.0 yes yeah i was kind of waiting for them to put that back in but this seems like it's even better so well done all right uh, people have asked if we can have the ultima and succubus horns diable they're going to look into it they've passed the desire to see them made diable to the dev team oh, let, let me like that one yeah, Zexos a, needs to know. Zexos. Like. We like Zexos. <laughs> and then I never read this. Where where's did it say that the Allegan and High Multiple places, but I can't find the quote. Oh. <laughs> but that's the whole reason I'm high. I was doing some high Allegan farming because I, I genuinely want the cane. But the healer pants dropped, and I remembered that this stuff was like gonna be diable. And so I also want to go back and, and farm the Allegan healer boots and pants because this stuff is supposed to be diable. I know I saw this somewhere. Hopefully I can find the quote for it, but uh, it, it did come out that these will be diable in 3.2. That would be awesome because was it that the Crystal Tower storyline has those two characters are wearing like elegant stuff. But they're green. Dyed green. It's like, oh, I want mine dyed green. I might have or to purple. go back and get my full 
tanky elegance set again if I can dye it pink, because damn. Mm-hmm. All right, there was also a thread. Is the duty finder working as it should? And No. Uh, it sounds like the answer was no. It's broke as shit tonight. If you go to Twitter right now, everybody's like, what's up with the duty finder? Blah, 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 blah. There's a hot fix coming, folks. I mean, it's kind of too late. If you're listening to this, it's already happened, but... So let us know how the hotfix went. I'm not going to read it, but code they put in to, you know, fix queue times during peak hours is now kind of broken now. So they, you know, back that change out. It sounds like they're going to look at it. There was something on Thursday, too, they were going to look at over the weekend. Was that queue times also? I think so. There was, wow, I forget what all they fixed. Because there was a few hot fixes that has happened recently. And I think the... The diadem was part of it, was the first one, I think, and now we're getting this one tonight. Uh, so they fixing all the broke shit. Or breaking well, it's a, it. Or breaking it more. Uh, they did have a clarification that the hotfix is not just, because it was described just for, like, expert roulette, but it's going to adjust duty roulette and all duty roulette options, so... Hopefully we'll get into our parties faster. Of course, I did a, I had about five minute wait on a DPS to get into an expert roulette tonight. So I don't know why it was fine for me. All right. Other things I don't know. There was this long thread about the localization of Harashafant. And uh, basically, it's really a long post. I don't want to read it all. But basically, it comes down to the guy seems like a creeper if we translated it literally into English. I, I oh. It's a lot yeah. to do with it, yeah. Corvanubis, we don't hear from Corvanubis a lot. He's really the, um, not not lore, but localization. He, he's, he, he posts a lot in the forums when we report, hey, you guys misspelled this, and you guys, when, it, when you carried this over from Old English, it should have had this thing or the other. And Corvanubis steps in and says, hey, we fixed this translation. Oh, this capitalization was incorrect. Da-da-da-da-da. So that's great. This, in fact, is two letters. This is first Corvanubis's, I'll just call him Corvin. This is Corvin's apology for what Arashafant has changed between uh, 2.3, or I guess early 2.0, and what he ended up becoming in 3.0. Um, the the major difference is in Japan, the the character of uh, Anshafat is more flamboyant. Um, I can't speak from total knowledge, but most people are saying he either was bisexual or just very free love um, and loved all the adventurers, were super attracted to adventurers, or you in particular as the PC. Um, like Yelta was talking about in the horse quest, you know, he he outwardly showed this affection that made him seem either a a creeper or b a stereotype in Japanese culture that is kind of made like as a a funny. I think they put it here a lovable debauchery or debauchee, um, which is like an archetype, as they're saying in Japan, which is well favored and and taken for what it is in Japan but then if it crossed over here it pushes a barrier that may be seen as unsavory or stereotypical or um 
I don't know, just they really super worried what the Western audiences, and this wasn't just North America, this was also, um, this is English, uh, France, Germany, the, the anything west of Japan. They changed this stuff, toned it down, I guess you could say. But then when it was discovered that this had changed, um, he made quite the big apology to Yoshi P and those in the Japanese offices, and then um, made made efforts to connect the character for 3.0 and onward to what they had localized him to be for Western audiences, which with reading what people have put, most people I would think, and even just my own experience, I can't speak for the entire community, but I loved what he, what he is and I loved what he was uh, in the storyline. And I don't, I don't think my personal opinion, I don't think Corvin Nubis took anything away by doing that. Uh, personally, I think, yes, you should check with your boss before you completely rewrite a character, even if you were worried about uh, Western audiences or creating or, or doubling down on some stereotype. But um, I think he did it with the best intention possible. But he does apologize here. He says, it was never my intention to deprive our players of a memorable character or elaborate cutscenes. And to this day, I deeply regret how I handled the situation. I'm sure he got his ass chewed out handily, but... I, I hate when I hear people apologize because I, for one, never missed a beat. Now, some people no, some no. Pe- some people did say, we checked. I mean, this wouldn't even come out if people didn't check. We checked, and this guy isn't the same guy that you did, and you did rob us of, a, of an experience. So, well, if you, if you remember it, well, if... See, and I know, I, th- I knew something was different between his personality earlier and later. You can actually kind of pick up on some of that. And then if you actually remember who the dude was when you were doing the New Year's event, you're like, this guy's freaking weird. And so it seemed very jarring there. I think part of the problem was not so much that they changed him, but they didn't change him overall or something. Mm. So there's a little, it was a little bit, of course, I also hate having different interpretations between like the English and the French and the Japanese versions. So I suppose but I think, but I think it, I, I I loved who he became in 3.0 and sure. I, I loved, you know, everything about him. And, and the second part of this thing is the, or the second letter as I interpret it is him saying why we do this and what we do it for and what, what the motivation is between doing that stuff and, and why they make the decisions that they make. And I, I have to, I have to agree, you know, sometimes you have to make decisions. I don't blame Corvinubus for making the changes as much as I I almost blame Western thought patterns and the cultures he's trying to localize these for and you're just trying to make the best possible decision to make it where some some right wing mother in the United States doesn't file a lawsuit against Square Enix because her son did, looked at some character and something happened and you know it's just I live in America. I know this place is stupid sometimes with some of the belief systems and things that we do. So when you have to think company wide, like, and you and you've got this character, especially if you've been localizing and you love this and you don't want people to hate this character, I I, I can't even imagine how many thoughts was in his head when he made this decision. And really, the 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 foobar, the the mess up here was that he did not take his opinion above him to the boss to say, look. Here's my fears. Here's what I wanted to do with it. Does this is this something that we can do, or do you have a better idea? And so, you know, that's that's my opinion. Now, did you guys read any of the posts? It got it got heated. 
underneath this. There was a lot of. Uh, oh, it got heated after I. Re- yeah, oh, there was a lot more posts. Than there's, there's a lot of heated posts between uh, a lot of people who are saying, you know, how who dare, who speaks for um, the homosexual community? If this is what the 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 issue is, is it a case of homophobia? Uh, a lot of a lot of issues oh, that God. I cannot personally talk about. Um, but, uh, because I don't have any experiences and I can't speak for a community of people and I don't know, but there's quite a bit of people who feel like they needed to voice their opinion on why they liked it and why they didn't. And coming from all sides, people are saying, I like this decision and coming from a lot of sides, I don't like this decision and why. And I think it's just a personal choice. It is what it is from this point forward. They can't develop the character anymore. So we just have to. Uh, we have to live with what we have. We have to yeah. live with the memory of what we have and move forward. And hopefully, the localization team makes good choices going forward. That is equal. That makes the story equal for all parties concerned. Do you guys remember way back when all of us are like, "He is too nice to us. He must be evil." Uh, I'm like that with every character. Though. <laughs> I sure no, as hell I... said it for Ilbert, and I don't regret that. <laughs> Oh no, Elbert was an evil fucker from the beginning, that was for sure. But I remember with Harshafan, I'm like, why is this guy putting up, why is he, this is like not right, and and some of that might have made more sense with kind of the initial feel, or you know, initial kind of the way the character is, but but it's, it's, it's gone now, so hopefully they can just make sure they, uh. Some, somebody in here was saying that, that he still had like shirtless guys in his office and there was just a lot of st- other stuff that's just like, you know, you're worried that they toned him down, but <laughs> he had a bunch of shirtless dudes hanging out with him and stuff. It's just he's not as toned down as you seem to think he was. I, I still yeah. think he I still think he came across as a pretty like, oh, hey, buddy, let's hang out. <laughs> OK. I'll call you. He definitely seemed to fanboy on the uh, adventure a little, and it it was sometimes confusing. I think maybe that's why I don't like it, is I was confused sometimes because I kind of picked up on something, but I wasn't sure what it was. <laughs> I'm like, quit flirting with me. Oh, yeah, there's this whole thing where they talk about us. They're making the character, your character, perv on female NPCs constantly. Yes. I never yep. picked up on any of that either. Even either. the one where, like, the one guy was like, do you remember the twin kitty girls? Did you do that quest? And the one guy's like, man. Oh, long shaft. hot. Or is that who you're talking about or which one? I don't even remember which one it was now, but he's he was, like, he loved, he, he was, like, in love with that girl. And, you know, there's that other quests. Is all soul and the... No, it's in Limsa. Limsa? There's... Okay. Uh, yeah, the... It's kind of towards one of the X. I can't remember the name of the zone. There's two girls and they're kind of like acting. They're like acting as guides or something. I can't remember now. But one of the NPCs has like a major crush on them. And they're like, some people interpreted what he said that you, they, other people have interpreted that something NPCs say to us means we're crushing on another girl. And I never really picked up on that i i think people are thinking too hard maybe i don't maybe. know maybe i don't know you made me you made me think about old long shaft out there in thanalan with uh, <laughs> the ruby and the sapphire chicks are like we yeah. we want to mm-hmm. stroke his shaft or whatever they're saying and it's all tongue-in-cheek shit this game is no lack of sexuality there's quite a bit of sexuality in the game from both sides and maybe that's why some people are like well man if he was if he is a gay character 
then just let him be gay or whatever. If he's bisexual, let him just be a bisexual character. Just let him be the way he was. You guys are worried about things and keep saying you're worried about stuff that nothing happens. Like we're worried about same-sex marriages in Final Fantasy fourteen. They added it. Nothing happened. The world didn't end. They didn't burn. You know, the uh, people didn't burn the game to the ground. And and I think that's the angle that some people are coming from. Why would you change this person when we had that? Then again, we're going back to the early 2.0, 2.3. We didn't have homosexual marriages in 2.3 either, and they were making decisions back then. So, you know, they may have wisened up since, but he made this decision way back and then having to backpedal and correct it. And now that it's been completely discovered because this character has gone, he's having to come forward and say, look, here's what happened. I'm sorry I changed it. I'll never do it again. But this is why we did it. I think he probably made the right and safest choice for the safest choice for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they were so busy. Go ahead. I kind of like to to see the changes, to be completely honest, because what it sounds like to me, the more I'm reading this is is that, I mean, you kind of know if you watch anime, the stereotype that they're talking about. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got the pervy, creepy, creepy, older man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, but it's in a funny, flamboyant way, you know. I mean, well, it, it's, it's, the, not... it's that pervy but harmless guy, right? Yes, it's yeah, Quagmire. It's like, sure. Yes, it's the you know, and you pat him on the shoulder, and oh, silly old man, and you know, I mean, it's not. I don't think this is about gays. I I really don't. I don't think. I don't think that's what they're talking about. I think they're talking about the creeper factor. Now, it, I mean, well, tell the people who posted in the the forum after that. I know. That, I'm then. reading all these comments. Don't and I'm take like, it back to Tumblr comments and stuff. Uh, oh God, that was funny. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. It just it just seems like they're they're reading more into this than I think was. Well, it's over and done. No amount of social justice warrioring yes. is going to bring Rashafont uh, back. He's going to pop out of the grave and say, guys, I was wrong. <laughs> I'm a real bad cow. <laughs> Whatever. This is it's it's silly to argue about it at this point. I think the true argument, I just keep going back to this point. The true argument here is this guy stepped out of line for his job description is really it. And he did it out of the best interest. He did it with a good heart. He wasn't cutting corners. He wasn't pu- he wasn't promoting an agenda. I think that's the real thing. I don't think Square Enix nor Corvanubis is promoting some kind of agenda here. I think this is just he just believed at the time with the climate. Who knows what was going on at the time? Who knows what they were talking about at the offices? I don't know what culturally was going on when 2.3 came out. I don't know anything. But that he felt the need to do it this way. He stepped out of line as far as his job description goes. He made a boo-boo. He apologized. I'm sure he got his ass chewed out. He kept his job, though. We're glad to still have him. I am. Seems like a good guy. Yeah, he made the safest call. And honestly, until people find out that it was written different in Japanese, most people don't even understand there was any difference. They're in love with that character anyway. Don't we get a little more flavor? Doesn't don't 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 we in North America or the English audiences don't doesn't ours get a little flavored up a bit from the Japanese? Like they can't do a pure Japanese translation most of the time because we we either don't get it or it's bland or something. And I really want to say that. Um, what's his name? Um, Koji Fox said that they, they have to spice it up. (laughs) I know sometimes they have to make things wordier. It sounds like, you know how we complain about having to read all these really long chat bubbles and stuff. 
And it sounds like, well, we had to we had to use up seven chat bubbles, so we made stuff up. But anyway, I think they do an awesome job overall. Still mad about Midgar Zomer being different, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on. Let's take some shots. We have some forum posts to discuss. Uh, the thread was regarding adjustments to exploratory missions. So it's Yoshida's letter about diadem. He had five points in the letter. One of them is the mixing of battle classes and jobs with gathering classes. So people have talked about how it's a problem mixing the two. And uh, his first point was, if we set a rule making it so players who don't take part in battles can't loot on, lot on loot, we would end up with people simply going off and gather since they don't need lotting rights, which would mean that we could potentially weaken the battle capabilities of parters parties i i just don't know huh this was such a when this Rats. letter came out oh my god when this letter came out this is the quote i saw everywhere and it's almost the what's that quote that's that's been on the internet for a few years now it's like i can see jackie chan making the face with his hands up and it's like what if so what am i doing or whatever that quote is that makes <laughs> absolutely no sense um, that's what this quote says. If we set a rule making it so that players who don't take part in battles can't lot on loot, all these negatives, we would end up with people simply going off to gather since they don't need lotting rights, which would mean that we could potentially weaken the battle capability of parties. The, the translation I get from that is if we say that people... If you duty finder it and one person in your group decides to switch immediately to botanist, well, once you get flight, switch immediately to botanist and then disappear from the group. If we don't allow him to lot, he won't feel guilty enough to fight with the rest of the party and feel the need to participate. If we lock him out of lotting with the party, he'll just throw the bird to you guys and just go do his gathering, which is probably true. But what's to say that the gatherer is not going to throw you the bird anyway and lot on the loot? I don't see how lauding on loot gives you guilt enough that you say, well, I feel bad. I, I wanted to gather, yeah, but... I guess I'll go back I, and hurt I things. guess I'll go kill dinosaurs <laughs> with the rest of the guys since I'm lauding on the two tens. Well, that's no. the thing. If they're douchebags enough to be standing there and needing on stuff that they had no part of, there is no guilt that's going to keep them fighting. Absolutely I mean, there's not. Just, you know... It's just, that's not the way it works. I, I hate to say that, but it's not. And, you know, someone made a comment about that right after, too. It's like, you know, I think you're giving people in this situation a lot more credit than than they deserve. Because this isn't something that's going to self-police nicely, you know? No, they form all this content with, with some idea of self-policing, and then they change things because people can't do what they what they need to do i actually like some of the self-policing that we do in this because we as a group when we go in um through party finder using our own airships we say hey everybody in this group honor system we all greed you greed whatever you can greed the two tens um we say no needs you greed you greed the two tens and you greed it if you have uh, that job at 60 no questions asked we're not going to check you whatever and we're going with friends so we know for the most part that that's probably going to be the case or they'll speak up if they want a piece or want a need on a you know a 150 or 180 oh, we've had something we've even had people oh man that's a super good glamour can i have it i've passed 
you know, it's kind of the, you play a nice system. And I was telling you guys earlier, Zante and I, prior to our high allegan run, Zante's uh, in our free company, he's one of the leaders, and Zante, uh, he's been on the show too. Hi, Zante. Uh, Zante and I did a duty finder. We were bored. We were wasting time, so we did a duty finder one, and a really great ninja bracelet or ring dropped. And he goes, I'm good. I want that drop. I said, tell him. So he said, uh, I, I would really like that drop. And I go, check this out. And I put past. I said, maybe if I put past, everybody else will say past too. They'll feel guilty. And they <laughs> did. Everybody else passed except one douchebag who rolled a five. But Zante got the drop. And it's like, okay, self-policing to some extent, a little bit of psychology in there, did work. You just have to communicate and say, <laughs> I would like this. Wait, wait, wait. Yo, I we know. Can, we cannot have Can we get a beginner's hall that says, hi, let's talk? You know, maybe that's the beginner's hall we need to have. Can we have <laughs> a conversation? Don't kill the gill turtle. Don't kill the gill turtle. Or, hi, I'm new. This is my first time doing this dungeon. Or, I'm new to tanking. Or, I'm new to healing. Or, I'm new to DPS. Or, I don't understand this mechanic. Can you tell me? You know, things like that. Anyway, that's a different topic. But the communication worked in this. We we got the drop. He got the drop he wanted, and, and it was relatively fun, and we communicated about the objectives and all that, and that was a duty finder experience. I've also been in a duty finder experience where half of them quit, and one argued that a healer was a bot, and then half of the team left, and blah, 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 but that's just kind of what you get. He even says in here, it's probably better if you party finder. He says it at the end of this, we ask that you please use the party finder to form parties. Uh, if you feel that you absolutely must avoid being matched with players with different objectives. So if you're going to be an asshole, use the party finder, make your assholishness known. It's not really asshole. It's not really asshole if you want to have a full group of people who are going to fight and not uh, have any gatherers. If you say, hey, I don't want any gatherers in my group, Don't please don't come in well, here and expect to gather, then don't. Or form a or gathering party. Yeah. yeah. Well, it goes back again to find your people. I'm in a link shell. And they have how they want to run stuff. Different people run stuff different ways. Different they all people join and they're like, oh, this is a greed only party. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave, you know, before before you ever go in, right? This this makes up a communicate and talk. Yes, and yes, and it brings. This up is a, not duty finder content in my mind. That's what I was gonna say. This brings up a point where do we have to put things like in the duty finder, or do we have to build mechanics? Uh, around content so people don't play unfairly? Do we always have to say you're going to have a lockout and you're going to have this and you're going to have this because we don't trust the players to do the right thing? So we're going to make you do this and make you do this and make you do this. And I think what players found with the diadem, or at least prior to uh, the other night before this letter and before the hotfixes, um, was that... We built a sandbox type content that, yeah, we could use a little more mechanics as far as popping the things and objectives, but the whole sandboxy play with my friends, get out there and do whatever we want was kind of nice because we did self-police and we did set our own rules and, and things. We don't necessarily have to be told what to do in everything. We're not that We're not We're not, not babies. kindergarten, right? I think I should specify because I think we're talking about different things because when I say self-police, I'm saying how do you deal with the guy who shows up and is being a douchebag? You're talking about communicating with people who are there for the right reasons anyways. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. I, I'm talking about 
what do you do because you can't vote kick someone? Well, and I think they've made... Uh, that's a problem, I too. think they're going that direction, and that's a little further down, but just to hit that point, implementing a, a vote dismiss feature, which is in number four, I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with the adjustments that they've announced tonight with um, with what Zexos posted about reducing the lockout time. They're reducing it from 120 to 45 minutes. I think by by eliminating any lockout, which I feel like maybe they would do, or maybe because of that, they uh, they can allow for a vote dismiss feature to be implemented. Whether they do that or not, I don't know. But to me, it seemed like this reducing of the um, of the lockout is a way for them to add the vote dismiss if they want to. Well, I feel like this content shouldn't even be duty findered. It should be party findered or built from scratch. Well, then that, that would fix and, well, the problem too. Well, yeah, because because if you even if you party findered it, that douchebag who stint, stood AFK only lotting on your stuff, you could blacklist him and he couldn't join anymore. So that's yeah. the kind of self. That's kind of the self. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I and I. And, and I kind of respect Yoshi P for being strong on this is not really duty finder content. You guys wanted. I just wish he was stronger by not doing it. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I feel I feel like. Well, and I kind of feel like, too, yeah, just don't make it duty or duty finderable at all. Then you put it up in party finder. There's six or eight a night in the four hours I play and every group I've gone with is here's, here's the rules and you say, okay, okay. And you show up and go, I've done battle parties. I'm done objectives and gather parties where everybody was super fucking nice, like beyond belief. And every time I have party or yes, party findered it, I've had a decent to incredibly awesome. Am I back in 11 experience? Seriously. Every I've duty findered it a couple times and it was okay to this is a fucking rat screw. Mm. So I, I do respect the idea that they're like, you said you wanted stuff for your free company to do and this is it. And sort your shit out and handle your people. And I think that's that's this content. So it's not that exciting of content. But they're like, if you don't like what Bob did, then blacklist his ass and don't take him. Yeah, that's the part I'm talking about. Like, we should be adults and make our decisions that way without having to be locked out. But I, you, you brought up this point. It was either in the last episode or we were talking about this the other night was that why is Savage something that everybody gets together through either the party finder or with your free company or your set and say, we're all going to go meet in um, Hinterlands, and we're going to go to the point and join in. That's not Duty Finder content. Why did they not make the airship exploration that way, where you have to come in with either um, a light party or more, and you have to go meet at this place, and you can't just go in by yourself. You do have to get other people to do this with you, and then at that point you can determine if you're going to be a gathering party or whatever you plan on doing. I, I think that might have been better. I think if they had, ro you know how they like roll out content like that? They're like, okay, first you can must have a pre-made party, then join. And yeah. then, you know, after, you know, six weeks, they're like, okay, it's on the duty finder. By then, everyone would have been, would have been trained to either I 
go along with what the group wants or I go find another group. And you can't go find another group right now because it's, what, a two-hour lockout? If you yeah, just jump right out, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, which is why I'm really happy they made it. They're going to tonight, right now. Mm-hmm. They're taking the service down. They're going to make it 45 minutes, right? That's right. And uh, I think that's, uh, and the reasoning for that too is also excellent because if every 45 minutes I could log in, do my objectives and leave, that it's, uh, it would be too fast esoterics if they took the 45 minute one out completely, right? You, you would be able to farm esoterics up faster than a That dungeon. would, the, if they took it out completely, that would be a problem because you could do the objectives in eight minutes. Uh, it's been timed. People can knock the objectives out in eight to ten minutes and then leave and then come back in and do it again and then leave and come back in and do it again. So I kind of get that if that's the case, 45 minutes to do that, the the, the lockout on the SOs. It's what, 20 SOs, which isn't breaking the bank, but I can see that being gamed again because, like you said, they're timing it to, I guess, what it would be the time that a brand new party with one wipe would do an expert roulette. So I get, I get, I get that. I get why they're doing that, but that's great because once you get out, like if you do a real one and spend the whole 120 or whatever in there or 75 minutes, whatever it is, hour and a half, by the time you get out, you can go right back in. And I think part of that was because it was so rushed immediately that if they had not done it that way, make people have a half an hour cool down that there would not have been instances for us anyway. All right, we've talked about this before. We've had requests for a filter feature to <laughs> filter out our uh, ethereal equipment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I like whoever typed this in italics. Unbelievable this wasn't in at 3.1. That was me. I, well, some of us have her have almost or, well, either way, sold, sold something, turned it into, you know, the NPC and gotten those tokens for something that was really really good they need to add this shit asap and i don't understand why it wasn't there there's no excuse there's no excuse for why this wasn't at the start there's no excuse for why something that you've done for so many other aspects of the game that you can't do it for this piece of content yeah because right now the grand company npcs are like there's a drop-down box, and it's like, if it's in your armory chest, don't put it on the list. That's all I would need. That would be like, I don't, I, I, I got this badass earring. I put it in my armory chest. Don't let me accidentally sell it. And there's no buyback menu, so you're fucked. Yep. Uh, the other thing, well, the other thing they talked about was players ignoring monsters. So if you tag the monster first and it turns red to your party, you can just fucking go wander off, and you still get the chest. So that that kind of sucks. I think were they gonna? Oops, were were they looking into that? Or? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna make any changes to this. They're gonna sit back and wait and see what happens here. The issue is this is the core mechanic of the game. They set it up this way because of fates, because of everything else uh-huh. in this game, and it is one of the core mechanics. To change this breaks the game. It's it's something they would have to seriously fix and and it's it's a huge issue to fix now what i read in some of the comments that i thought was kind of a a a silver lining here is okay yeah if you decide you're the one that's pulling 
and you pull the mob and your group does that one, yeah, of course, of course you could sit back and not do anything. But um, you also have other people who are pulling and you need to fight those. And you've, uh, you can help on other mobs instead of that one. So it's not just like we're going to pull all the mobs and get claim on everything. That actually gives other groups more room. If there's a lot of groups there, that gives groups more room to get H uh, to do damage on that mob and get their own claim as well. Like, let's say I pull a, a T-Rex over and there's five other parties there. Well, if I'm also one of the five parties attacking that one, there's six people trying to buy claim for it. And I'm, I'm doing part of the, the work on the HP of the mob. If I sat back and didn't do anything, it gives my sixth of the HP I would have taken away between the other five for them to get get more claim or to lay claim on the mob. So I can see the kind of silver lining in that. Um, but also with the way these camps are set up and everybody's pulling and there's a lot of stuff coming in, there's not one group that has claim on everything. That's really, it's, no, that I've never, never happens. That. Where one no. group just has it and they're bards and healers and ninjas and everybody's just chilling on a rock. Hey, y'all kill my mobs and I'm, we're going to get all the benefits. That's not happening. At all. It's just one big clusterfuck of red and purple mobs, and you just trying to get as much AP, HP down on, on all of them. And honestly, unless you were running with some scrubs, or half your party's not there, or something else is going on... They're all gathering? Yeah, then you're getting credit. For the most part, you're yeah. getting credit. Yeah. I, again, though, think that if they would make it so you could... If you were mostly doing this through Party Finder... We could find that douchebag that tagged a mob and then stood AFK for 10 minutes, and you could blacklist him. Well, I was going to say, it actually has happened a couple times on the runs I've been on. that, And I don't think it was people doing it intentionally to be douchebags, but um, for instance, we would have lots of parties in the same location, and then a green track had come up. Um, one of the pullers hadn't stopped pulling in time, so, you know, I'm tanking four mobs and no one's touching them because now there's a boss up and then they go run and pull for their party again when the mob goes down when the you know big star or whatever goes down so now i've got these four things on me no one's hitting and they're pulling for their own party but because they tagged these they're not killing them yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah i have seen them come back and get to those when there's a lull after the next pull or something but it, it does get a little dicey occasionally so I, and that's a communication well, thing i've yeah, seen more yeah. people i'm seeing more people the more i do this shouting and using yell i'm seeing a lot more yell going fresh mm. tracks fresh tracks so it's given people time to finish that last pull let's get this hawk along down or whatever and and start getting onto the fresh tracks the last couple of ones i've done the communication has been better between the parties and uh, there, there's been very few of that cluster fuckiness where now we've got a uh, brachiosaur, a selfie, and three hockalocks are running crazy. Which that island sucks anyway because of those hockalocks or whatever spitting water, water bombs all over <laughs> yeah, the place. Yeah, Fuck uh, a water bomb. Oh well, my those god. Well, when they get to those Senoas with their pushback. But whatever. I, I know like the first night I went in there with free company people. The person who was pulling for our group got called a fucking douchebag because someone yelled fresh tracks. Well, he was already coming back with mobs. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, was, too it's, bad. It's order of, you know, events. You know, he was coming back with mobs. 
He was not trying to fuck with you in your fresh tracks. The mob was on him and he could either choose to die or bring it back. We all died and our characters got erased. Isn't that what happened? Oh, no, nothing like that happened. No, Who fucking nothing, cares now? Nothing. It's Zerg content. Everybody anyway. got fucking credit and they went home happy. They turned in all their points and, and they were happy. But anyway... Okay, so they've, they've talked about, you know, maybe changing the DPS required to get a chest on a mob, but I think it's actually fine. This one is lower on the list for me of things yeah. I'm worried about. With communication, I think it's better. Better. I, and the same with one. I think with communication, some of that could be fixed. I think one goes in contact with what we'll talk about next, I guess, is the vote dismiss. I, and, and half of me wants them to implement a vote kick vote dismissed and half of me is like no i would have been unfairly vote dismissed a couple times where i was like saving someone else's ass or or whatever i don't know uh, they said they won't implement a vote dismiss because the lockout is too long but now it's only 45 minutes so basically if you log in get your etherate you get flying and you go kill a few mobs even if you get kicked what are you what what, what are you sitting around what 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I suppose it's, it is kind of douchebaggy in this content. If you feel like you could vote, kick somebody and steal their items, but I've never really seen that happen. Does that happen? Does that, well, you can't vote dismiss. So who knows? Right? Well, I just mean like, can that, does that happen in like void arc or, Oh yeah. Uh, it's my understanding that, well, I, I have heard many stories where we got to the last boss and just as soon as the, you know, Fenrir was dead. They vote kicked the two DPS. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, and that's again, why I keep going back to this is not duty finder content. Honestly, you should build your party on your server and go do it. And if you don't like what someone did, you blacklist them. Yeah. I I'm going back now. I'm thinking of 11 for some reason. I'm thinking of uh dynamis and I'm thinking how, far from dynamis this is even though we were calling it skynamis in the beginning it, it's still not quite there and i just keep going back to this 11 didn't have duty finder but dynamis worked sky worked salvage worked you got a group of people you went to x location and you did the thing and i don't know why this game just can't have that as well as duty Finder. do a bunch of duty Finder. i don't mind all the duty finder stuff they got but don't make duty finder the leaves of 2.0 where in 1.0 leaves were the core component and everything is leaves everything will be leaves and we're keeping leaves and we're bringing leaves into 2.0 because that's part of it and you know what leaves are great for whatever but nobody does them you know i mean the, the leaves are what they are and it's fine but i feel like duty finder was such a big like duty finder we're gonna have duty finder duty finder and now it's like, uh, everything will be duty finderable. It's like, no, uh, no, I don't I think want should, that. I think more stuff should not be duty finderable. The, okay. Yes. I only have 10 minutes content or I only have a half an hour content. Yes. Let you let people farm their tombstones to get their fairly current equipment with it. Fine. Whatever, you know, but, but don't, this, this isn't how a half hour this content is a step away. This is a step. This is an hour and a half. If if I want to spend forty five minutes to two hours doing something, I don't necessarily. I, I want to do that shit with my free company, other free companies I have forged a relationship with, and you know, people on my server. I there, 
what is wrong with that? This game is so duty finderable <laughs> that you just oh, it, everything goes easier if you play with random people. And I almost feel like I'm rewarded for queuing up in the duty finder other than, you know, rather than waiting 10 minutes for Ruby and Kariri to log on and having a good time with people I know. I am not against meeting new people, but the people in the duty finder aren't even on my server, so I can't even put them on my friend list. Well, that's another problem. And how about this? When we make, we put things into duty finder and then we dumb down the content so people in the duty finder can beat it. So maybe if we didn't put this in the duty finder, we wouldn't feel the need to dumb down the content. Well, and even I don't even mind if they dumb down the content. Well, I do mind if they dumb down the content. It, it makes things really Well, painful. like let's say for Diadem. Let's say, okay, because this is in duty finder, we're going to add all these things that block and lock and do this stuff. And because it wouldn't be fair to the person who could only log in for 10 minutes versus the person who can spend two hours, we're going to do this and we're going to make less chest drops and we're going to make this thing happen because it wouldn't be fair to these people. When you get into things like it wouldn't be fair if because of the duty finder and then you make a nerf for some adjustment, that's when I get mad. Yeah, that and that bothers me because I feel like there should be some sort I feel like there should be some sort of baseline, right? They should have chosen some sort of I can play for 4 or 5 hours a week in 45 minute increments. That should maybe be the baseline. That's a casual player, they got home from work, they put the kids to bed and they can play for an hour. A couple couple 3 or 4 times a week. That maybe is the baseline. Where does anyone who is above that baseline go? Right now, it's either you can farm esoterics or you can try Savage. Or Void Arc. But you've probably you know, done yeah. it. You've gotten your piece and locked out. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same this is the same argument or the same, you know, discussion that's been going on forever. And it, it just they're trying to please everyone. And and so there you no go. one ends up being happy. You hit the nail on the head. I feel like the 75 percentile has nothing to do. I feel like if you're at a certain point, you can level your classes, level your jobs. You can do the storyline and farm esoterics and you can have a good time. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think people who do that and have a good time are great. I love playing with them. I love, you know, getting them in my duty finder groups and, and they're like, hey, first time or, oh, man, I didn't know that when you tell them about a mechanic. And then there's Savage. There's not there's like there, there's like nothing for 25 percent of the game. There's like where's the content that's like Ravana hard? I, I haven't tried Thornton. I for the listeners go, oh shit, Gather Together's at it again, Bash and Savage and all this stuff. Let's take a look at Reddit real quick. There was the post about the lockout being changed, reduced from 120 minutes to 45 minutes. And uh, they had posted it on Reddit from the JP source, although it's now as uh, Exos has posted it in English tonight. And the beginning of the things are talking about Diadem for the first few posts until it goes down to... Yeah, that's just more gimmicks for them to do so people get bored and realize that Savage sucks. And then you can go midway through this thing and it turns into the uh, Savage Blows. They don't have content for mid-core people, blah, blah, blah. It's not just us. 
we don't look at this content and just immediately change the subject to savage sucks and this is hard and we're scrubs and all this other get good or whatever <laughs> the hell else. The whole fucking community is saying the same shit. We keep getting this, this content. We get content that we're expecting will be some kind of bridge the gap or something fun to do to get my mind off the fact that fucking jiggly button a savage three keeps the mechanics are so fucked up. I can't beat it or I can't beat a two cause I can't get a good driver for the thing or I can't beat a one because of this or I can't beat oh, a four because of ask this. Me how many people I have talked to this week have quit because AS3 is too hard. Tell me and about it. And this whole yeah. Reddit thread says the same shit. I can close my eyes and point to a spot and it, and I, I'll see something about Alexander Savage in here. It's because when you look through the mirage of the content, which Diadem doesn't really even do a good job of putting the mirage up. You know, at least at least in 3.0, we had a bunch of story to go through before we just we got beyond the veil and decided Oh, wow, there's not a whole lot back here after we get through the story. 3.1, don't even, the story doesn't even take that long. There's no mid fight to, to hold people up in it. And then when you get to it, you got Lord of Verminion that you can do whenever the fuck you want to. Um, you can do Void Arc, which you get bored of. I took me eight things before I'm just like, fuck Void Arc. I'll just lot on the first thing that drops. I'm ready to get out. And Diadem, which is just what Kariri said earlier. It's a Zerg fest that you just feel are happy that you have everybody in there at the same time and you can talk to your friends. And wow, then you're back looking at Savage going, what the fuck? No, and then you decide to do a glamour farm and, and have the most fun that you've had in a while. Fucking week. This game has issues and I... There's some oh, serious issues going serious on. And then issues. when you get a post, and I'm sorry, but I go back to these, uh, I go back to Yoshida's post and I can't fucking stand it when I read, Hello, everybody. Producer and director Yoshida here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry our content's not that great and doesn't live up to expectations, but here's what we're doing. Shut but, the fuck up, dude. Please look please forward, look forward to, it. to it. I'm sick of the apologies. I'm tired of the apologies. Tired. Tired of talking. Not really. I, I had a friend that got a text message from a guy once. She was dating this guy. Oh, no, it was tired of texting. He just, she was texting him. And he goes, tired of was texting. His fingers were worn out. Whoa. What? Damn, it's like tired of texting. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Tired of the apologies, Yoshida. Uh, I am tired of the apologies. Number Th There is. Go ahead. Go, go, go. I was going to no. say number five. This is the one that got the most heat right when this thing came out, other than the war garbled thing from point one, point five here, over hunting of monsters that continue to spawn at specific locations. This was the one that everybody hit the Armageddon button on and thought he just <laughs> fucking nerfed everything. Exactly. Adjustments to the rates at which monsters respawn and adjustments to certain notorious monster spawning requirements. And what I heard first from this is when this happened was there goes Trike Island, which I didn't really know was much of a thing. I went in as a duty finder oh, once yeah. without you guys. And um, the, the group took us. No, I went in as party finder. It would have fucking sucked if I went in as duty finder. I went in as party finder with a group that had their own airship. And we went in, and they're like, there's a better dinosaur island, let's go. So we went, and it was the, what, the Diplos and the Trikes and all that, and it was a, it really was good. I think we had gotten like nine gold chests or something. I was really impressed nice. with what it was. And um, it was fun, but when this was dropped, when, when Yoshida said this, everybody went, uh, Triceratops R.I.P., 
I mean, it's, it's done. But then I talked to Zante, and Zante lives in Japan. And Zante plays on a Japanese server at times. And he said that a lot of Japanese parties were farming the gorillas on the start islands and trying to get gold chests from that. And this may actually be a nerf to the ones, twos, and threes from popping high-level gear, but the fours and fives may have been untouched. And I am not exactly sure if they have even told us if Yoshida has specified what he means by uh, respawn requirements uh, or the chest coming from low monsters. Let's see where it says that here. Moreover, the frequency of drops for high-level gear is beyond what development team expected. Um, numerous parties hunting low-ranking monsters in specific locations has become another topic of discussion. It's what constitutes a low-ranking monster. Is it one twos and threes? Is it one two threes and fours? Is it two one two three fours and fives? You know, ones and twos are definitely too weak to bother with. But <laughs> well, but 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 there is something to these people hunting the gorillas, and they must have been getting something out of it if they were hunting gorillas and getting and getting it. And I would think if you were just landing on that first island, doing the objective, and then just staying on that island. I, as the producer director, would want you to try some other islands. Well, and here's what here's kind of how I understand it is: the lower the mob, the squishier they are, right? Sure. So it takes you, you know, thirty level one mobs or fifteen level two mobs or whatever to spawn something harder, right? I think the fr fr people figured out the calculations for how many mobs of what level to farm to get fresh tracks. Yeah. And so that's that's what people were doing. They were and I've been in uh, some very creative and experimental groups and they were like, oh, we're only going to we're only going to kill level four mobs. And it took for fucking ever. But as soon as I went was in another group and they're like, we're going to kill level three and fours if they come up and we got more gold chests. I got like I don't know, 10 gold chests spawned or some shit. Nine, nine gold chests spawned. Well, Yoshida says we don't know the pop requirements all across. Well, we don't know what's expected to pop and that these things are on some kind of four-hour window that rotates yeah, and that you may be going into something that they've already met the pop requirements and you're just going into a boon. And sometimes you go in and you're the one that sets the pop requirements and your timer's about to set out. So you don't really know and not everybody knows what exactly is taking care of this? He just knows that changes have to be made to spawn requirements when several parties continue to defeat low-ranked monsters because it's to to maintain the overall balance of Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I and I actually really, really enjoy the idea that we have not figured out all the mechanics. I do we too. Not, yeah, I love that. Just wish I, I could pop one with a pop item, you know? Yeah, see, and... And that's where, you know, people figured out the most, ba let's say people figured out the most basic algorithm and they went with it. They popularized it. They built their party finders around it. They posted on Reddit about it. Reddit, you know, they, they made that the popular idea. 
And, you know, God forbid you say, hey, what if we go try to go in those caves? Okay, so this was something I was talking to Zante about, about the objectives and mixing that in there. Why not make the objective something to do with the pop requirements? Why not put oh, the caves God. in there where it's I like, so wish. Explore, so, cave, explore cave on this island, find, find this beacon, light this beacon. So One's in a fun. cave, one is on this island. One's, and maybe separate groups go to these separate items and light this beacon or do this thing. And when those things are done or three out of four are done at any given time the center island appears or maybe the the, the hot five it's an all five island appears for 30 minutes and you got to get out there to do it. just something to spice it up yeah i i i so wish for tiered tiered objectives the the initial object objectives are fun for getting your esoterics or whatever but I feel like that should unlock a second set and that should unlock a third set. I think like the second set should should give you 100% on a silver chest. The third set should give you 100% on a gold chest. And if you want to do one more set and another group does one more set, you fucking spawn some awesome star mob that gives you like, you know, pukes out gear. You know, I I'm I love and hate loot loot pinatas right i feel like i feel like diadem is a loot pinata it like it like pukes out gear but no one cares because you know only the rare 210 and a subset of the 210 is even worth a fucking damn but i feel like if you do objectives i i want i want more objectives more pop items more random shit i love the fact that there's weather conditions there and the weather conditions spawn mobs i want okay if two people go and do botany for 10 minutes we might unlock some you know rare treasure map or you know if you, the melias are mad because the trees are chopping a bunch of level 5 melias <laughs> have come out kill them why not? Why not? And I, I love this tiered yeah. objective idea that, you know, objective objective set one complete, objective set two unlocked. Maybe it doesn't give 100%, but if you added a plus 20% to gold chest or to silver chest plus 10% probability of, of gold chest, people would fucking do the objectives. Well, and, and that's what, what I keep thinking the objectives should have been per island and we talked about this last week mm -hmm. why an olf and i have talked m many times in the last, last week about why he went to the diadem the other well, on saturday i think when it, i wasn't home and we talked about why okay so the zone of the diadem is very big why is not that not six different zones and why isn't there objectives you know, why is there not more random shit and more objectives and more pop conditions? And I, I feel like we should not understand everything at this point. I but agree. Are, yeah, but, you know, there should be more random shit. If we, if, what is there, 72 people? So, so the new zone spawns and, and at any one time there's like how many groups there? And I feel like if, if 
if three of those groups have done this, then maybe that happens. Yeah, I don't mind that four-hour rolling thing if, if, if there was enough objectives and things that you knew if you lit the beacon on island A and B that the next group could get it or it would prolong the, the amount of time that it would spawn on this island or whatever. Uh, I think people would go for it. I think people would do it. I think it would add more synergy. People would shout when they got in, are all the beacons lit? What can we do? What can we do to, to help meet all the objectives? And uh, I think it would add to more communication, add to stuff. I uh, There's one point I want to make as we continue this discussion, and I think we may have glossed over it, but I want to make sure we say it again if we didn't. And this was the quote from Yoshida. Moreover, the frequency of drops for high-level gear is beyond what the development team expected, breaking the balance with other content, meaning... Are they nerfing the amount of gold chests that's dropping? People have said that. Some people are saying, no, it hasn't been nerfed. But if they are nerfing the amount of gold chests that drop, and mind you, just because two tens are dropping don't mean they're good. We said it last week, but let's say it again. Two ten can be ass. I have seen two ten drop with higher mind stats and higher, uh, maybe a higher piety stat, but then your other shit, other stats are shit, and I'm not wearing that. I I need determination or I need spell speed, not crit as much, but Mom, mama needs crit. Yeah, give Yelta the crit. You can have all my crit. Give me the spell speed. But um, that being said, if they're going to nerf the amount of gold chests that drop, then you need things to help incentivize people to either spawn more gold chests or do the right things to spawn the gold chests. And if it was tied into the objectives where you knew that if you did A, B, and C, you were helping yourself and maybe everybody else in the zone get more gold chests, I would I would help everybody. Let's help. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. We need more positive if you do this this and this. Don't you Oh my god. Gives their best and you know whatever. I don't care but I really expected there to be more clearing islands and then gathering. And so part of me is like why is there not more objectives? Why is there not more Who uh, needs a vote dismiss if you're having fun then everybody's enjoying themselves mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, but the first time someone who wasn't expected to goes and gather or three people leave from your party so you can no longer even get fucking credit on a chest. Okay, so he gathers and then for every uh, every time he gets a silver thing, it gives a uh, a two-minute boost to, to silver chests or something for the rest of the group. I mean, throw some shit in there, Yoshida. Tie it. Synergy. Synergy between everybody. You don't have to fight between gatherers and crafters if there was some method of getting synergy. If there was one little golden crystal that they got that uh, allowed the, the group to get some kind of bonus, I, I might send a gatherer. I might say one person go gather until we hit that thing. Sure. See, and, I, and I'll even take it further. I did Hamlet defense where... You gather, you fight, and I will craft the shit out of stuff, and I will get us a buff. I remember Yoshida designed right? that content. Yes, yes. I was what? just thinking about, you know, like like the buffs, like you mentioned. If they did something where, for instance, if you kill this certain star mob or this certain high-ranked mob that, you know, a pop one, and then it gives you some sort of buff where, okay, now you can go gather invisible for a while. Your invisibility will actually work now for the next 10 minutes. Maybe maybe they'd give you a reason to go do that. Or, you know, if, if it would, 
Because I agree, going back to what Yelta was saying earlier, I, I was truly expecting the second time, the first time I went into to Diadem, I was very, very happy. The second time I went into Diadem, I was a little confused that I could see the map. I thought, if mm -hmm. I'm having to clear flying every time I come in here, why is this the exact same place I was last time? Why have I cleared the map? Why can I see the whole zone? And why if this place is this big and everything keeps respawning is there any reason for there's just i was expecting it to be smaller and i was expecting it to be random the way he, they made it sound was that the island we went to would be random not the instance of or the server instance of the island would be mm -hmm. random i was truly expecting it to be the island itself would be random you wouldn't always go to the same place well, whereas you do go to the I same place it's just a different server instance i also felt like not only would where your airship fleet went out would be random but then it might also be random whether or not anyone at all was also sent to your instance, right? So I felt like, here's what I really, really, really thought. I thought our free company would send three ships out to a site as an alliance. And then there would be one or two other parties or maybe one other alliance there. And they would need our help and we would need their help. But, but it would be random. You would meet new people and it would be interesting and it would be dynamic and it would be rewarding and fun. And it's it's just not... I'm sorry. The, the, the airship missions are not really what I expected. And it is that one more thing I thought we were missing, but I really, really, really think they could go a step further in every aspect of the content. But here's what make what's making me kind of sad right now is because pretty much no one is defending Diadem right now in its current state. No, I mean, no one. No one is saying this is perfect. This is what we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everyone is dissatisfied with this. And as has been pointed out, you know, Ruby said, I'm getting sick of apologies. Uh, this is, they're already again saying oh, but wait till we do this. This mm -hmm. is just the first step. This is just the platform for what's coming. Please look forward to it. In the upcoming patches, we're going to add this and this and this. And, and you know, that it's going to be even better and, and, you know, do more of what you want. Just stick around and see. And Please, please look forward you would to think it. If I've, you... been, I've been looking forward to it I'm... since beta 1.0. So it's like so hard now. I'm not going to hold the football much longer is what I'm saying. <laughs> you think if you built content, you build from a core and go outward. And it seems, and this was in a conversation I had with uh, maybe both Yelta and Zante, Zante for sure, that when we look at content like this, you feel like Yoshida said, let's, uh, people like 11 stuff, let's build an 11 type thing. And then it's like, so what's the core mechanics going to be? It's like, we don't know. Let's just make an 11 like thing, like the things that people want. And then it's just kind of clusterfucky. It's like you didn't build a core mechanic that uses the objectives, these pop mechanics. What's the goal here? And then let's branch out from that and kind of build a world around those core mechanics. I feel like they just kind of made a thing and we're like, just run in there with 72 people and just have a blast. I, I feel like they took out the screw and the Rubik's Cube, right? 
Mm. You can't turn it? <laughs> I actually uh, understand. Or it's popping out that. and all the pieces are everywhere. No, all the pieces are everywhere. And hopefully us players will make something good out of it. Oh, if they listen to our suggestions and do some of the things we're suggesting. <laughs> but we've suggested stuff. I'm not saying all the community because there's some wacky suggestions out there. But I'm saying that you can't just go, the community likes 11. Let's call it Skynamis and, and try to put something together and then not actually use any of the things that were in Dynamis or Sky or Salvage or any of the things that you're trying to emulate. Like it's not even... It's not even there. I'm seeing people post the same shit we talk about. Some kind of simple weakness system. Diverse chests. Force uh, spawn S ranks using key or pop items. Be able to extend oh. your alliance's time in the diadem. Locking oh God, enemy yes. awards to Everything only the alliance. Just said makes Everything. Yes. I just, I'm just. These yes. are posts yes. that's on this thing. Why are we not having those things? Because it was there. Those are the things we were talking about. Not just a wide open area that we could kill dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm happy we have brachiosaurs and T-Rexors, but that's not why I'm I'm there. And just to zerg for 210 gear that. May or may not be shitty, and you're gonna nerf the very little stuff that I can even get. Uh, it's just that everybody feels the fucking same about this shit. It's part of it's what I wanted. I love the fact I have something I can perhaps once or twice a week do with my free company, but it's either too much or too little. The people who aren't doing aren't doing any you know aren't capping esoteric so well first of all those people probably can't get in well Ulf can get in so no but anyway it's either too much because oh my god you can get this gear level and need on shit after spamming whatever on the same two mobs every pull or it's you know too little where I, there there's really no there's really no reward based on performance. Did uh did your husband tell you that we drug him in there? <gasps> oh my god, yes, but I didn't hear much about it. Did he you know said, what he yeah, said yeah. when we left? What? What the fuck was that? Oh no. <laughs> okay. okay. What what he told me was okay, so my husband only has warrior up to that level that gear level but he's like i didn't feel like i was tanking anything i didn't no. know what was going on he didn't do but i told him, i was like you did great he goes i don't even know what i was doing what the fuck was that and the, when you walk away from something go what the fuck was that the, this was what his first time or he'd been once with you before he had never gone before well, i'm he sorry was, we took his virgin experience away from you he took his cherry oh, and I'm, baby. I, hate, I hate you forever what a mess. <laughs> I'm going to wear my spriggan cap and tell you that in real life. Vert, oh, that spriggan cap is awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, no, and that and that's what's kind of really sad about this content is you can take someone who has no idea what they're doing and you can tell them nothing <laughs> and he could still Oh, benefit. he was successful. He was successful. But He's what did we do? We drunk him into something. We zerged and got all the points. He did great. He followed everybody and got all the points, and he was great. He didn't ask a bunch of questions or nothing. He just followed everybody, and he got the points. So it's intuitive to at least follow the group and zerg and die in front of a point so somebody can raise you so we can get this part done in five minutes. If that's not broken game design, let's just zerg till we hit all the points and die ten, ten times so we can get off the fuck of this little island. 
okay, that's horrible, Yoshida. Think, rethink that, please. Yeah, he he complained about the he didn't know what was going on. It's even shit. Getting the eight, well, it's even shit. even getting the flay points. He's like, uh, apparently they were sack pulling. He just learned that term. <laughs> It's not it, It's not something that you should feel the need to do when you enter something. You shouldn't say, ah, brand new content. Let's sack pull to get this shitty Let, part over with. die till everyone wins. The sack pulling still makes me feel very dirty. It's gross, and why would you build the content in that way? You know, if you wanted us to get flight to enjoy the thing, then you should have said, here's the beginner objectives, and make the first objective say, touch four spots and harvest three trees or whatever, and then put it linear or something where you just fight through a tunnel or something to come out. Just, I mean, if that's what you're going to do, then then do that, but don't, this, everybody's this gotten around satisfying. it. You've got it's to understand, the Players are going to do the thing that gets the fat gets it done the fastest to get to the reward part. And your stupid getting these flight things to meet the objectives don't really have anything to do with the objectives. And the players are just zerging it to get this shit out of the way so we can go get what little gold chests we can get now because it's nerfed. So that part's dumb. We took your husband through that. He flew with us to the spot. We went to Dino Island. Of course, nobody wants to go anywhere else but fucking Dino Island. So we go to Dino Island, and he just keeps, uh, he just keeps fighting away, and he's pulling your your he's pulling mobs, and it's great. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do out there, which is just stand around and just kill shit and hope something drops that you can lot on and get it. And it's just, oh boy. And then even if you get it. You could accidentally trade it. In <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's broken. Like, just, just but at just, least we can hang out but, with each other and kill dinosaurs. Uh, you know, there. But I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful. I still think it's good. Turn this into something. I else. still think it could be good. You just have to <laughs> fix the objectives, fix the alliance. We didn't even talk about that this time, and we don't have another thirty minutes to talk about how fucking broken the alliance system is. Yeah, twenty-two shit. minute. Uh, Ten, five minutes. Yeah. Let's go. So, hey guys, you gonna hold this football for me? <laughs> oh my Let God. me kick it. Okay. 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 <laughs> we both love and hate the diadem, right? That's pretty yes, much for it. sure. But but can we all agree needs more adjustments? Needs adjustments. Needs adjustments. Stuff needs, needs more to happen. Everything. Yes. I, I do like where they're going, but needs more stuff. Okay. Needs more stuff. Listeners, Let- tell us what you want to adjust. Give us feedback. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Oh, my God, for sure. I want to hear what other people have to say about this content because I, I have a love-hate re- relationship with it. But anyway, let's move on to happy hour. Yay! <laughs> Listener questions and fan mail. On Twitter, we got a message from Lou Landry. And they said, I really enjoyed this episode, the latest episode. Very good discussion. I think it puts you guys on a whole nother level. Well done. That was, thank you. Thank you. That was the <laughs> oh big. God, was, he's talking about our big dick. Our last, big dick. Our last episode. I, 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 seriously, I, my eyes, I'm sitting at work when I read these and my eyes well up and I'm like, someone likes what we do. Oh, it's great. Thank you so much for that. Really, we've as a group kind of talked about this, we love the discussion aspects and we really want to do more discussion and we love the feedback that you guys give us on the discussions. We're, we're trying to do a little more discussion. So please give us topic ideas. Please tell us what you think, what you feel. If you like the discussion, if you hate, if you got an opinion, we love it. Thank you so much. All right. Sam is rageborn, which we all know and love. Evolve mail at evolve mail. 
says great discussion on the big dip <laughs> big dick episode great title too ruby gets all that all the credit for the big dick oh <laughs> well thank you yelta yeah ruby <laughs> ruby ruby <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm going to put this on repeat just over and over and over. Oh, Ruby. Oh. I'm going to be in trouble. Sinna's going. <laughs> she, she can't listen to this episode. Stop talking about Ruby's big dick. <laughs> um, also, at GDFFXIV, hashtag FFXIV Zealot should be a new thing. A whole new... L- Lot of self righteous dummies in the community. They're <laughs> and that goes back to your screenshot because Jesus fucking Christ. Let's just move on to the let's let's do the email next. No zealots. Okay. Okay. So Ulf, my husband, my husband who's not shy apparently about tweeting or emailing us. Ulf says, "I just finished the most recent episode and I have come to the following con- conclusion." You will not DPS as a healer, or I will change to I-15 gear set. Yeah, what's new, Wolf? <laughs> no, no, this next, this next sentence is my entire marriage. I am the all- <laughs> Can you read it? I am the all-encompassing center of the world and demand your full attention. Any- wow. Yeah, that's my husband. Any deviation from this will crush my self-esteem. Ego, pay attention to me. <laughs> Somebody else is a big dick. Oh uh, I am not going to comment. <laughs> Damn. No, because. It stands alone, man. It's perfect right that, there. That, that, I still, I, I have gone back two or three, four times now to read that same screenshot, Ruby. And I'm like, this shit really happened. This shit really happened. I didn't make this shit, but I don't need the fame. I don't need to post this shit. I don't have to make something up. That shit really happened. Fuck that guy. That's crazy. Christ, I DPS on all three of my healers. Take a seat, bro. I'll I'll DPS it. It's fine. Just chill. Wait for my vault kick. God damn. So, Ulf's not really like that, though. He... He will do his best no matter what the fuck there is a part of He's a gentle giant. Uh, Scared the fuck out of me when I met him. Oh my god, Ulf's awesome. And and okay, so Karee, okay, total segue. Karee got me for my birthday a spring cap, and all I can think of is when is the next fucking fan fest where I can wear the spring cap yeah, all day long, yes. three days. It was so awesome. I love it. Oh my god, I love it. I I, just, I need a place to put all my cool stuff. But anyway, all right. Uh, last call. Any shout outs? I'm Ruby has one. I have on. one, and I, you know, I don't need to shout out this guy. He's got plenty of listeners. But Mr. Happy, most recently on the State of the Realm, uh, it was himself and uh, uh, Sly Fox and Frosty, I believe. They were interviewing the full reps, all four of them, the uh, North American reps. So um, Matalos and, um, well, I get uh, Bayonne and um, uh, Devin um, Kamate. Uh, Zexos and um, um, Christ, what's his name? Grekoma. 
and uh, had them all on there, and it was actually a really, really great show. They went really just in-depth with... First, they start off like, how did you guys become reps? What got you into Square Enix? How did you get into this? Uh, what brought you on this career path? Um, what do you do in your day-to-day work? Like, what are you allowed to talk about? What can't you talk about? And there were funny stories. I was super engaged. This was a really great episode. So if you if you don't feel like you know the reps, or maybe you've heard of them and want to know them better... Uh, or maybe you've not attended a fan fest or anything else and seen these guys work, check it out. It's a really good app. I'm going to have to because I was really interested but busy that day, so that's cool. All right, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our new website, gtffxiv.com. While you're there, leave us a comment. You can find us on Twitter at GTFFXIV. You can email us at GTFFX. <laughs> My tongue just. Yelta, I'm taking your keys. <laughs> a lot of G's, a lot of F's. <laughs> I, I may have drunk all the uh, vodka in the house. Go. You can email us at GTFFXIV at gmail.com. And please go there and rate us. Rate us fairly. If you love us or hate us, do it. You love us. All right. <laughs> okay ruby you go first personal plugs okay you can find me on twitter at rubicon vale r-u-b-i-c-o-n-v-a-l-e i'm still going strong tuesday nights nine o'clock central and that's on twitch t-x-k hot sauce check it out what 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 are we gonna do tomorrow i have no idea i could do some oh God, i could do some I'm- coil one through five farming oh. i could do some five for sure, I need to do two. Sin and I tried to duo two, and that was kind of hard. Mm. But I think well, three let, people could do it. Well, well, let me know and I'll show up. Okay, how about you, Kariri? I am, as always, on Twitter at Kariri Sumasu, K A R I R I S U M A S U. How's that blog? It is looking. I didn't say shit. Cobweb covered. It's been a year, guys. I just looked. Like, like two weeks ago and I'm like I, fuck I did I was gonna wish us a happy anniversary of never posting anything oh my god I, I'm we need to do like Friday roundups or some some shit some, someone should leave us shame like comments Sh- shame uh, us if what? we get like five shame comments maybe we'll have to post something really cool. but okay and uh I can be found on Twitter also at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. That's all, guys. Have a good day. Good night, whatever. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>